Hi, my name is Umberto Mucci and this is We The Italian News, a weekly podcast about Italy. Today is Thursday, February 23, 2023. Let me begin this episode with a sad anniversary. A year ago, Russia invaded Ukraine. A few days ago, the head of the Italian government, Giorgio Meloni, went to Kiev to testify that Italy stands by the attacked country and will continue to help Ukraine. And soon after, there was an attack by Russian hackers involving many websites of several Italian institutions. Italy is not intimidated, however, and the vast majority of Italians, and all of us here at We The Italians are among them, continue to know whose side to stand with, that of those who have been unjustly attacked and have been defending heroically themselves against unjustified bombs and violence for a year. Slava Ukraini! Italy is facing another year of severe drought after little winter rain or snow. On the mountains surrounding the Po River in the north of Italy, there is currently one-third less snow than the average for the decade. The values are similar to those of the winter of 2022, which led to the great dryness of the following summer. With the cold season coming to an end, time to accumulate snow is running out. The snow deficit is 45% when considering the whole of Italy, 53% in the Alps and 61% in the Po River Basin. The canals of Venice are drying up. The unusually low tides are making it impossible for gondolas, water taxis and ambulances to navigate some of them. L'Isola dei Conigli on Lake Garda is no longer an island. This past hot weekend, the tourists were able to walk to it, traversing the sandy isthmus brought out by the drought. It should rain for a full month to return to normal levels and ensure spring and summer agricultural production. The situation is worse than last year. The production of rice this year in Italy will be the lowest in 30 years. Good news comes from signs of a slowdown for Italian inflation in January. Prices rose 10% year-on-year down from plus 11.6% in December and 0.1% month-on-month. It is still far too high, but the decline due to lower energy prices is a new important step in the right direction. The European Parliament has given the final green light to stop the sale of heat-powered cars from 2035 in Europe. Thus, gasoline or diesel vehicles are to be replaced with zero-emission alternatives such as the electric cars. And according to a recent study, the desire to buy new cars is growing among Italians, 30.3% more than last year. Italians are interested in electric cars, but the purchasing power of families is limited to can afford to spend up to 30,000 euros, a threshold that substantially limits the available range of electric cars. Just over one in five Italians, 22%, say their next car will be electrically powered. Twice as many, 44%, intend to rely on the hybrid car, which has an electric and gasoline engine together. In addition, there is the problem of the number of charging stations, which is still very insufficient, and Europe is not only pushing for electric cars, but also for buildings. The European Green Buildings Pact aims to make public and residential buildings more climate-friendly by improving its insulation and energy efficiency. The European Commission estimates that the blocks buildings account for 40% of the EU energy consumption and 36% of its CO2 emissions. The sector is therefore crucial in the fight against climate change. The goal is to double renovation rates by 2030. The European Commission has proposed that the worst 15% of residential and non-residential buildings in each country be improved by 2030. But Italy says neither its government nor homeowners can afford to complete the required renovations. 74% of Italians own 
the house of flat or flat they live in, compared to 65% in France and 50% in Germany. This leaves Italians particularly exposed and its aging housing adds to the problem. Italy's building stock is more obsolete. In fact, 60% of buildings here in Italy are in the two worst energy classes against, for example, 17% in France and only 6% in Germany. To meet the Green Building Pact's goals, 1.8 million Italian residential buildings would have to be upgraded over the next 10 years at a cost of 400 billion euros. A further 190 billion euros would be needed to bring business properties to the required standards. The topic of renewing the energy efficiency of the Italian buildings is now the hottest one in the political debate in Italy because of what was called super bonus. It is a very complicated topic, I'll try to summarize it. In 2020, a tax rebate worth 110% of the cost of the building work was offered to homeowners completing renovations in Italy. But the so-called super bonus has cost up to now already Italy 60 billion euros, 2,000 euros for every Italian citizen, toddlers included. The new government was forced to reduce the rebate to 90% and has drastically restricted the number of people who can apply. Because the measure decided in 2020 was not only way too expensive and fiscally unbearable, it caused a huge liquidity problem in the system. To persuade Italians to use this measure, the Italian government in 2020 chose a tax credit system, that is, to have the credit given for the cost of the work deducted from the taxes I pay each year. If I spent 100 euros to renovate my house, the government said it would grant me 110 euros to be deducted from my taxes over a period of five years. And so, I wouldn't care how expensive the work was, because the state was going to pay for it, not me. This generated a huge increase in costs. This is the first problem. The second problem is that if I don't have enough taxes to pay, for example, because I have a low income, I don't have enough taxes from which to deduct the credit. For this reason, governments have long used limited experiments with tax credits, including using the system uh, of invoice rebate or credit assignment, as in this case. What are they? Let's stick with example of a cost of 100 euros, which the government wants to repay me with 110 euros credit. Instead of letting me deduct it from my taxes within the next five years, it can also be allowed for the company doing that work to not charge me for it, applying the discount directly to my invoice. It will then be the company that will arrange the discount directly, uh, the, will arrange with the state to have that 110 euros reimbursed by deducting it from its taxes. But since it has to pay its work and sell materials, it cannot wait five years. And so it will sell the credit to a bank, which will advance the money by retaining a percentage for its service. And then it turn, in turn will take as a deduction from its taxes in five years the credit that was originally mine. Okay? Until 2020, this possibility was allowed in a limited way because the circulate tax credits too freely would in fact have created an alternative currency with potentially dangerous implications. In 2020, the Italian government, at the same time as introducing the 110% super bonus, decided also to make all tax credits related to building subsidies, of which there are many in Italy, in addition to the 110% super bonus, freely saleable and without any kind of control. This mechanism was very dangerous because once you start with something like that, you know where you start, but you don't know where you end up. And that's exactly what happened. The construction companies exhausted their ability to advance credits from the citizens who owned the houses to be renovated because the taxes that the company would have to pay at some point came to be lower than the credits to be scaled. And then the same thing happened to the banks. 
So first, the company stopped advancing money against bills that they couldn't collect under the tax credit mechanism, and then the same thing was forced on the banks, and it all came to a standstill. Everything is stopped now. The third problem on top of that is that since the transfer of construction tax credits was totally free and without any kind of control, guess what? Someone thought it would be a good idea to take advantage of it, starting to circulate non-existent credits against which, however, they were collecting money, a lot of money. At the moment, the ascertained frauds, which are not all that happened, but only those discovered, come to 7.5 billion fake euros. 7.5 billion of scams for non-existent work collected by those who took advantage of the super bonus without even renovating a building. Now the new government is looking for a solution together with the banks and the association that brings together construction companies. But it's like tying up the telephone wire all twist up, if you remember when telephones had wires. They will find at least a partial solution, they will. But in the meantime, a huge damage has been done to citizens, businesses, banks, and above all, to the state budget. Because make no mistake, these debts will be paid by all Italians in the coming years. Meanwhile, this disaster has served to improve the energy efficiency of only 3% of Italian buildings. It's all for now, it's all for today. This time I didn't have with good, with good news, not at all. My name is Umberto Mucci, this was with Italian News, I'll see you next Thursday, please stay safe, ciao from Rome.